welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that's all filler, no killer. My name is Matt, and if there's one thing I've picked up from anime, it's been an insufferable personality, and that's basically it. (laughs) Alright, this is going to be a late episode. I know it's going to be a late episode. I know for certain because I am recording this on the Day of Our Lord Sunday, which is when these episodes come out, and it's just a... This week has not been my week. It has not been my week at all. I had planned to actually do sort of a um, sort of a, a true crime special, a Japanese true crime special, because I fell down a rabbit hole while I was um, doing some research for something else, and one rabbit hole led to another rabbit hole, which led to another rabbit hole, which just led to me going like full-on researching into Japanese crime, and I found a couple of cool sort of a, well, not, not cool because they're true crime and they were vicious murders. That's not very cool, Matt. But I found some stories that were just really interesting to me because you can see the parallels to other sort of horror stories in anime, like Higurashi and such. And so I was just really, uh, I was, I was really enamored with the things I was discovering. And so I tried to set up this record with someone. Uh, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. Not in a condescending way of where I'm like, I'm not naming names, you know, like I normally do. But more in a way of that I don't want to name names because they're a really great person, and I we just couldn't work it some we just couldn't work anything out to record and do try, kind of like a, a true crime podcast for an anime podcast. It just didn't work out, but I'm hoping that we can do something like that in the future because it was a really cool concept. But work had just absolutely has just absolutely killed me this week. I've I know. There are people out there who work a lot harder than me, who work a lot more hours, but at around 65-hour work weeks, when I'm just feeling like I don't want to do anything at all and just have no time to want to watch or do a backup plan for this podcast, which is unfair to the people who do care and listen. It's unfair to you guys, but I just couldn't manifest any sort of energy. And then Sunday came around and I said, I've got to do it. If I, if I stop now, I'll stop forever. I have to keep I have to keep making episodes or I'll just give up. So here we are, and this episode is actually inspired by some of the things that are kind of going on in my life right now. I'm kind of trying to reorganize uh, a lot of my living space and move things around and just kind of prepare myself for some changes that are going to undergo in my life. And so I've been packing and moving and selling things, and while I've been under, while I've been doing that, I've realized that uh, I have bought a lot of things and gotten into a lot of hobbies because I saw an anime, I read a manga where they did this hobby, they had an activity involving it, and I just got really involved with it. And I said, well, you know what, that'd be kind of an interesting little topic, wouldn't it, just to talk about the hobbies and interests that you've gotten into through anime, because, you know, anime is an art form. And you watch a TV show, and you might watch a TV show about vicious murders, and say, "Hey, I want to be a murderer." Or you might watch, you know, one about a law, law, and you know, court and all that, and you'd be like, "Oh man, I want to be a criminal now." You know, there, there's a lot of things you could pick up from that, and you kind of want to just get involved in hobbies because you see other people doing them, and that's kind of where I'm coming from today. I'm kind of going to be under just talking about some of these items that I found while I was cleaning up and what anime propelled me to purchase them because it it's literally all anime, as I said multiple times throughout this podcast, I I basically only watch anime, and that's tragic, but I, I just, I don't really like to watch TV, like watch TV, TV too much, so if I do want to watch something, I just veer towards anime because it holds my interest more, and I just love it, so it's, it's something that I can get more invested in than, you know, like a live action TV show, 
But hey, uh, I also kind of wanted to tie this into some of the anime I've been watching lately because I don't think talking about the hobbies I've gotten into through anime is going to barely last us an hour. So we're going to kind of fluff this up for a bit and make it sound really, really cool. Yeah, 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 that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to pause real quick so I can prepare for this and I'll see you guys soon. take a little break there's been there's like some tea on my desk that i i've been drinking out of for a while it's a resealable bottle i don't just drink the same glass of tea that'd be really fucking disgusting uh, but i've been drinking out this this the same giant ass bottle of tea for a while just to uh, when i record and all that because it, it really makes my throat it lubes my throat up if you if you know you know <laughs> but yeah so anime i've been into lately i've I've not been into a lot, my dude, question mark, question mark. Uh, in all honesty, I have been kind of a little bit more vicious about my anime consumption lately. So one of the big anime that I'm really into right now, and uh, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that I was kind of ragging on it, I think, last episode. But I recently started watching Summertime Rendering, or what did I call it, Summertime Mittering, something like that. But I, I recently started it because it was one of the shows that Amelia was kind of really into, and... I, you know, if a friend's really into it, I'm going to try to check it out, and I, I didn't really, I read the synopsis, and I said, ah, yes, that doesn't sound that great and that interesting to me, but whatever, you know, I, I can vibe with it, I can vibe with this entirely, and I watched the first five, four episodes just in one sitting, which I know is not that big of a deal in this day and age, but for me to just sit there and be like, damn, can't stop this anime, is really an impressive feat. And it was really entertaining. I, I'm really... It, it also has one of the biggest fucking things that scares me, and that's body doubles and body replacements. That shit fucks with me. I can't... I can't do it. I don't know. I, I, I had some choose-your-own-nightmare horror books when I was a kid. You know, the ones that are like, you know, choose-your-own-adventure, except that are designed to, like, stunt your kid's emotional growth while they're like, yep, and then the bones were ripped off his body, and you died and died alone. You know, those kind of books. So I, I read one... Uh, I don't know if it was an actual R.L. Stein Choose Your Own Adventure, you know, sorry, R.L. Stein copyright, Choose Your Own Adventure trademark book, but it was one of the ones that was kind of similar, and it had something about, like, I hope that somebody might know which one I'm talking about, but these little monster kids would go around stealing people's faces, and it was just really freaky because one of the bad endings, they stole your face and were going to take over your life, and they just left you without a face and just gave you a Halloween mask and some kids walked by and they were like, oh, what a great mask with your just exposed skin and all that. Uh, it was a really freaky book. It was a really freaky choose your own nightmare book. Uh, actually, they're all a little bit uh, all a little bit freaky. I also had one, just side note, that was about being a vampire or your dog being a vampire. Like you had this blood packet. If you chose to open it up yourself, you would sip it in your mouth and become a vampire. And if you chose to throw it away then your dog would get into it and become a vampire. I, I don't remember what that one was called, but I remember it distinctly because a friend gave it to me for my birthday or something. It was a very nice gift, Trey. I think I think Trey is the one who gave it to me. So continuing on, Summertime Rendering just has some freaky-ass stuff that really makes me nervous and just gets me all kinds of big anxiety. So I couldn't really... Uh, I, I, I just got more and more unnerved while I was watching it. 
but I love the style and just the art. Not not that the art direction is anything interesting so far what I've seen, but OLM is just absolutely making it look pretty as fuck. And that OP is a bop. It's an absolute slay bop. I loved that OP. Absolutely, absolutely love it. It's so cool. It's kind of giving me Steinsgate vibes in all honesty. That's why I was telling uh, Amelia that the show was giving me a little bit of Steinsgate vibes. Whereas in Steinsgate, the tension and you know it had to build up over about twelve episodes to say, "Hey, look, this is Okabe's regular life," and then, "Uh oh, it's not his regular life anymore. Scary things are happening." Meanwhile, Summertime Rendering just does one episode and says, "Yep, scary, isn't it?" Now this is the real horror, and it just goes on and on and on. And at four episodes, I'm really excited to watch more. This week has just been a little bit harder on me, so I've basically been watching like an episode of all these anime when I was originally last week consuming them en masse, or trying to consume them en masse. But Summertime Rendering, definitely something from last season that I wish I had given more of a shot, but if, I, if, I, if, if it really wanted me to give it a shot, it shouldn't have been something Amelia hyped up too much, you know? <laughs> That's just no 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 Amelia's got good taste I'm just being really mean anyways it's a good show uh you should check it out I don't know how you're gonna check it out I have to go find it in the dumpster for all intents and purposes I think it might be coming to Hulu I it seems like a good Hulu show it seems like it's really easy to binge but whenever it's legal or you just feel like going digging through the trash you can you should go watch it I highly recommend it. I'll read the manga I have the first volume of the manga and I finally got around to reading it after I watched the anime, and I was uh, impressed. So, you know, there's that. Next up for what I've kind of been watching lately has been Classroom of the Elite. And yeah, I only watched it because the second season is coming out, and I was like, oh, when the season review comes out, I need more anime, I need to watch more anime. But I, I also have always kind of thought it was a, I thought it was a death game, you know, sort of in the vein of, vein of Tomodachi game and all that, you know, like a survival game, and it kind of is, but it kind of isn't, it's not got high stakes or anything, it's just, well, if you're in the, the D class, then you, you don't, you don't, you don't get that many points, oh dear, you can't spend money on your hot topic, and you get to use your, get your hot topic cash. I, I, I didn't went in and thought, yeah, this is not going to be anything spectacular, but here I am, I'll just give it a shot. And I'm not too sold on it, in all honesty. At seven episodes in, I just finished the beach, oh, sorry, the pool episode, and that was exhausting. It was such a stupid pool episode where it was, we want to go spy on the girls, and the girls are like, no, we just want to have fun. And the main character, who is normally kind of, who I would not have expected to be in sort of these shenanigans, uh, what is his name, Kiyotaka, Kiyotaka, I, I should not borrow whatever this last name. I don't like this dude. I don't like main character. He's got such an edgy boy sort of vibe and I just don't like it. He's just not edgy and you know that way of where he's like darkness envelops me and I am despair. More of in the way where it's I do not have a personality. There is no personality here but do not ask me what I believe in. I think that people are just tools and it's not my character type, not a particular interesting sort of um build for me as far as just a main character but hey got some uh got some cute anime girls so there's that uh big boobed uh and big boobed very enthusiastic to live girl is pretty cool i guess if you're into that and your stoic love interest is also there just you know to complete the full package i guess but i'm not particularly interested in classroom of the elite so far i think i'll finish this first season just because i've started it 
And I just, maybe the second half of this season will entertain me more than the first half because the first half has just been, we got to make sure that they don't drop out. We got to make sure that the the crime is exposed. We got to make sure. And I'm just thinking they're going, yeah, I don't particularly care about any of this, dude. But yeah, go off. Uh, But maybe the second half will have me more sunk into these characters and more interested in their plight and what's going on with them. But I highly doubt it. But hey, I've already started it and I'm already halfway through this. So we're going to go ahead and just finish it on up hopefully this week when we're not working like 65 hours but there you go so the next anime i've been kind of i kind of say kind of but it's an anime i've started several times but never finished not because it's a particularly bad anime and i'm also going to talk about this anime later for these hobbies that i've picked up because of anime but this anime that i'm talking about is how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift which is a working is a slice of life workout anime with the perfect main character Hibiki, Hibiki, is it Hibiki? Or Hib- yeah, it's Hibiki Sakura. She's perfect. She's perfect in every way. I, I absolutely adore this girl. She is, she's, she's, she's that gyaru, and she eats food, and she works out. It's just like, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just, I thought she was a side character. She looks like she's got such side character energy, but then she's actually the main character, so it was really just uh, 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 very entertaining to watch, and Every time I start going to the gym, I watch this anime. Every time that I get back in that, uh, I want to go into fitness. I want to be, you know, a better person. I want to have better wellness and perspective in my life. I watch this anime and it makes me go, yeah, working out is fun. I can be a cute anime girl. And then I end up copying what the cute anime girls do in their workouts. And that's not exactly efficient. Some of the stuff they talk about and advise you to do, I don't, I didn't do like background research into it, so I'm just hoping that this anime is, you know, like physician certified for the stretches and all that that I'm copying. Probably isn't, but hey, we're just going to go with it, and if it ruins my body, well, anime has already ruined my soul. Why can't it just ruin my body, too? But in all seriousness, it's a very cute slice of life show, and the working out and watching Sakura kind of learn to better herself and just improve her body while she's making more friends, it just really feels good. It's a really feel-good anime in the way that there's no adversity it's just a slice of life about working out and it's set it takes place in the same universe as like kingan ashura something like that i don't know samurai high school something i don't know i'm not gonna fact check it right now i'm in a weird new setup for my room to record so can't really fact check it so i'm just gonna make bold claims and hope that they're all right yep it's definitely in the same <laughs> it's definitely in the same universe as all these samurai shows i mean you can't prove me wrong samurai were in japan at one point they're all connected Rurouni kitchen is uh is canon to every single it's canon to every single real life story but it, i do know that dumbbells is tied into another manga that's not similar but it's just like i think it's king Ashura. i might be wrong i probably am wrong 200 percent. i'm gonna gonna look it up real quick right now and let's just uh, you know let's just go type it up on our phones uh no no absolutely not it is king it's it is King Ganasha. Why did I ever doubt myself? Why would I ever think that I'm wrong? Because I usually am. But yeah, they're connected together in the same universe, which is pretty cool. I kind of like that. But so I've been going back to the gym. I think I've mentioned that in an earlier episode. And I so I've been watching this anime to go along with it. And my roommate, who has never been interested in the gym before or interested in working out, started watching this anime with me. And she really got invested with it, and now we're kind of going to the gym together. And she pre-games by like she says she pre-games by watching this anime, and it's kind of it's kind of adorable in all honesty because 
I um she's got one of these little speakers that when she goes to um goes to work out she like plays it near her because she doesn't like earbuds or like any of that sort of thing to like get in her ears so she ends up playing the speaker and she plays the theme song or the the op from this anime and if that's just not the most adorable thing that you've ever heard it's probably because you've heard a lot of other things because it isn't that adorable but i think it's really cute because to bring that energy to just use anime to bring energy to any sort of activity that you're doing is is really cool in my short book and it's obvious that she's just using this anime to propel herself through a workout and I, I she she says she identifies with Sakura because she wants to just eat and eat and eat and she just doesn't want to gain weight. But hey, dumbbell's got a girl who's never gone to the gym before to go to the gym. So you know that it's got to be a little bit good. Gotta be a little bit good, maybe sorta, probably not. <laughs> but I really am enjoying it, and I'm gonna finally finish it this time. Not because it's like a long anime, but just every time I reach a point that I just stop and I never pick it back up and restart it. It's not like a story-intensive anime, but it's just I can't remember anybody's names. And I, I always like it. I always have a fun time watching it. And I totally want to be built like Machio from, from this anime. I want to say just all all over the place. I want to say just all. I, that's that's my dream bod. I, I just I want to shrink in my clothes and then just ripple out and burst out with muscles. That's the, that's the dream. That's my anime body. That's the anime body I'm working towards, but... Hopefully, I'll, I'll get to it before the year, like, 2030 or something. But that's kind of what I've been doing for anime and manga. I recently just bought an entire, f- almost, well, I say entire, but I bought, like, 13 volumes of fucking Komi-san Can't Communicate because I'm I'm just on a kick now. Uh, season 2 ended, and I want more. It's the high of my life. It's I need more of that sweet Komi serotonin. So now I have bought the manga, and... and it's a nice read. I actually kind of thought about making this episode a little bit about what is too slow for an anime. Because I know there's, uh, on manga TikTok, there's complaints about Comey being too slow and that it doesn't progress as far as a romantic comedy very well. And I don't think Comey is entirely like a romantic comedy as much as it's just a comedy and the romance is kind of there. But I do, I, I, I've been thinking about that lately as I'm cleaning out of my um, my manga and trying to sell some of the stuff I don't need. I've kind of had Nisekoi on the, the back burner to be sold because while I enjoyed Nisekoi during reading it as it was coming out every three or four months and weekly for chapters... I, I enjoyed it, but now that I'm done with it and the phase is kind of over, I, I just look at Nisekoi with disdain. I just look at it with disdain, like, why did I even like that? I just don't get it. I, 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 it's, it was a romantic comedy, but it took so long to progress to anything meaningful. And at some point, because it was so focused on the romance between the two main characters and this other character and sort of his decision, does he like Onodira? Does he like, does he like this other girl more? And it just eventually became just, please make a decision. You can't just keep fucking giving me the runaround over and over. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Like how does, how slow is too slow for a show that is about romance and about building a relationship? Because I think the same thing might be applied to certain parties towards Kaguya-sama that it didn't progress as fast as it really should have. But hey, uh, <laughs> Kaguya-sama, still number one anime in the world, baby! <laughs> Sorry. But no, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing to me because when does too slow kind of hit an anime? Do we like, do we want arcs to progressively increase the relationship in a way that's meaningful? 
or is it just essential that we constantly have some sort of growth? It, it doesn't really depend too. Like, does it depend on the demographic? Because I think shonen, you know, manga sort of in the like Nisekoi and Komi, they're not super they're not too entranced with the idea of the romance developing too fast and it's kind of more the comedic effect and the comedic timings and all that involved with it meanwhile if you go to maybe towards a more shoujo demographic you might be looking at stories that want to progress a lot quicker or at least progress in more meaningful ways that build up a lot of tension so there's a lot to kind of think about and factor into it maybe i'll do that episode eventually because it is fascinating to me maybe do maybe because i love doing fucking math on this podcast maybe i will um just compare to several anime that have romance stories and see how long it took for characters to kiss or confess their feelings and we'll do sort of like a diagram or something you know maybe do a quadratic equation quadratic formula and kind of break down at what is the fastest the fastest moving romance manga or anime and what is the slowest moving romance manga or anime and we'll do just we'll just look at heart points per episode or chapter something like that it'll it'll be fun we'll have a lot of fun maybe that'll be something we do in the future so and that's kind of been it for me. I've been buying more manga too outside of Komi. Single volumes that come out. Tokyo Revengers has finally become available. Which is so weird because it should have been available when the before the anime was coming out instead of digital only. Now it feels like the hype is kind of dead and gone. If you even had any hype to begin with. Because, you know, looking back on it, I don't think the anime conveyed a lot of the fun of the manga. I'm not, I never finished the anime, but I'm again here to make bold declarations and opinions that have no facts involved with them. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. But hey, let's get into today's topic. All right, so now I'm actually going to talk about what today's topic is, and that's the hobbies and interests that I've gotten into because of anime and manga. And they're in no particular order or any sort of like hierarchy of this one was better than this one as far as just an interest I got into, but just in the way that I wrote them. So don't look too much into this, which I know you're probably not going to, but just in case, don't look too much into this. Uh, one of the first real hobbies that I got out of anime and manga, excluding excluding Yu-Gi-Oh! are reverse kind of, well, I watched the anime for Yu-Gi-Oh! and that got me into Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. I'm kind of going to disclude anything, uh, exclude, disclude, what the fuck is that? <laughs> exclude any sort of, um, any sort of interest that kind of has a game to go with it just because it feels kind of like if you get into, get into something and then get into the tie-in that it's trying to sell, that's maybe not fair. I don't know. But one of the first things that I really got into because of a manga or anime is Go. And that is because of Hikaru no Go, which is a manga that back when I was reading Shonen Jump, when it was published monthly, you know, like three or four chapters, they had Hikaru no Go as one of the like six or seven manga in, in the magazine. And I came in at around chapter 40 or 50 or something when Hikaru, the main character, was already well into being experienced as a Go player. And he had his phantom friend, whatever, reincarnated spirit, say, who was helping him play and kind of giving him a little bit of a hand as far as everything goes. And I was like, what are they playing? Is that that stupid game? Is that some backgammon? Yo, are they playing backgammon in this, in this manga? But I was really just confused by it. I didn't know what I was watching them do because in typical manga and anime fashion, it was, oh, he did the severe move. <gasps> the severe move? I, I've never seen someone do that. So it kind of relied on you to know what the fuck Go was. And I didn't know. And, you know, the magazine didn't really want to explain it to me. So eventually when I got enough money, 
like saving and doing all this sort of stuff like allowance i ended up buying the first four volumes of hikaru no go and kind of getting really invested in learning how to play go and there was an online service that i used that you could play go online with strangers and other people could watch and it was kind of like this free form chat room sort of thing and it was a lot of fun it was a whole lot of fun i i did it this is when i was i want to say i was really young really really young like young enough to be using a computer but i probably should have gotten i probably should have gotten some parental guidance before i started chatting with strangers on how good of a go player i was but i would watch people play and then i would play and i had a lot of fun and i eventually ended up buying a go board just so i could play with friends and stuff which to this day has never happened i played a couple of times with friends at i think art like art art museums yeah i really like art museum there was this museum in my hometown and we would play online me and my friends would just at these computers that they had opened up anyways so i i bought a go board and i never really played too much with it it was a travel go board but i still think about these these volumes of hikaru no go because i still just remember reading it and being enthralled because it was like the first real manga and anime that i ever exposed myself to that was based off a sport activity or something else and for it to just be something based off you know a very japanese centric sort of game and to have that being part of my life to the point where I wanted to play it regularly and just didn't do it is is pretty cool and I really I really appreciate Hikaru no Go for that because could I think you know we could do a chess manga a chess anime something along those lines you know you can do any sort of thing like that you know there's how much how many shoji show joji shoji shoji I have, my brain is just so befuddled at this point. Fucking, I, I don't know. I think I've taken too many hits to the head or too much stress because I just not know. I just don't know how to talk anymore. Uh, Shoji, Shoji, so that doesn't feel right. I have to do research on this shit before I say it. Uh, is it Shoji? It is so. It's gonna be Shoji, 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 Shoji. It is Shoji. Why did I ever fucking doubt myself again? Yeah, there's plenty of Shoji anime and manga where they play that game and you know it's still kind of a popular thing to be you know like there's a yakuza side story devoted to shoji that i will never do because i'm not gonna learn how to play shoji i'm very sorry yakuza just like i'm never gonna play fucking mahjong or learn how to play mahjong and how many mahjong anime and manga are there like three billion even kaiji becomes a mahjong anime manga whatever it's just just it's such, but I'm not going to learn how to play. And Yakuza, I'm not going to learn how to play it for you. So it's you're just going to have to live with the fact I'm never going to play Mahjong. But I did learn how to play Go because of Hikaru no Go. And I still think it's a fun game. It is, one of the, it is unfortunately, a game where I have to play with a computer because sometimes when I played in person, I'm like, uh, I've captured those. And I looked at it and I said, wait a minute. No, I didn't. I didn't complete the circle. So I, I do have to have uh, friends kind of um, hire a computer to kind of help with that. I can play Othello, though. I can play Othello for fucking days because that's easy as shit. <laughs> and it's just go it's just super simple go uh but yeah hikaru no go definitely got me into go and kind of just got me more of an interest in some of these games that i never would have taken an interest in that are more eastern centric so yeah thank you thank you hikaru no go and uh thank you i would like to also thank you fucking i feel like I mentioned that I mentioned one of the one of the two of them or both of them in at least every other fucking episode. Uh, but I would like to thank fucking JD and Earthworm from the Anime Brothers for making me fuck up my knee because of telling me to watch IQ, not knowing that I'm a fucking impressionable young lad who would fucking go to the YMCA to play volleyball when I don't know how to fucking play volleyball. Uh, yeah, true story though. 
very true story, unfortunately. So I eventually ended up watching Haikyuu because, you know, these two peoples were like, yeah, let's irresponsibly recommend anime to the fucking frail and fat. Oh, there you go, Matt. You know, you're into volleyball and you want to play volleyball and your body's not really willing to do that because you got a fat ass body and you got some weak ass knees. And so I did that. I did that. And I did go to play. I did go to play a game at the YMCA. But what ended up fucking my knees up outside of that game was me just going to the YMCA and trying to do shots over and over and over again because I was watching after watching Haikyuu I legitimately was fascinated with the sport of volleyball it looked so cool it looked really interesting it looked like a sport that I could do I thought I could jump I thought I could jump for sure and I was very wrong I can't jump worth a shit surprise surprise but I ended up going to the local YMCA and just doing, just practicing my shots over and over in one of the empty little uh, gymnasiums they had. Because my YMCA is not really popular. It's kind of in this awkward area that's just hard to see. So I would go into the gym- gymnasium, and they had their volleyball court always set up, at least during the time when I was going. And I just practiced shooting, serving, shooting, serving. And I would end up doing this thing where I would just serve to myself and just keep the ball up in the air for as long as I could. Because I just thought volleyball was a really cool sport from Haikyuu. And I was, I had, in my high school, I had played soccer. I had played soccer up to college, actually. And I had never been exposed to Whistle or Captain Tsubasa. So it wasn't like soccer was something I was interested in because of either anime and manga. It was just something that a sport that I thought I could play. And so I wasn't inexperienced with sports but at the time my body was a little bit more top heavy than I uh, would have liked it to be and one time I fucking fell onto my knee and I just went full-on pokey awesome where I was just going oh my fucking knee as I just lied on the floor of this empty ass YMCA uh, gym but I eventually I eventually recovered and ended up playing a game with like this local adults league that they had in my area that played volleyball, it wasn't like a professional thing. It was just mostly older people, I think, around the ages of like, not older, older. They're like mid-30s, early 40s, and they just played casually, and they needed more people. And I played one match, and it wasn't, it was very informal. There wasn't, you know, set positions or anything. It was mostly just lob the ball, lob the ball, keep the ball over the net. You know, nothing like hard set volleyball rules like I had kind of learned from playing Haikyuu. But it was one of those experiences where when you're new at something, you expect yourself to be better, you expect better performance. And I saw these other people, and they had obviously had way more volleyball experience than me. And after seeing that, I was kind of just to myself like, oh, I kind of suck at this. I should never try ever again. I'm awful at doing this. I give up. And it really was just because I didn't have enough experience or anything like that. And I should have kept going. But after that, I got kind of burned out on just being physically active. So that was kind of the end of my high Q days for me. Which is unfortunate because I still have the volleyball. It's still in the trunk of my car just in case I ever have a friend who wants to play volleyball. But Haikyuu really did just get me so interested in the sport. And it's still something that I turn on that I will watch if it's on. Unfortunately, a lot of the time when it's on as far as like if I'm at the gym, if I'm at the at work, if it's on on a television, it's girls volleyball and 
or women's volleyball and you just feel kind of like a perv if you watch that for too long if you just stare at it intently someone would be like oh you're just looking at those girls with those booty shorts and i'm like no i'm really interested in their plays but volleyball because of anime and i would play more uh speaking of as I mentioned earlier that we were going to be talking about how dumbbells affected my life. Dumbbells is actually the anime that did propel me to taking my gym, my gym studies, my working out more seriously. And if you were not listening earlier, at which point, damn dude, fuck it. I talked about it for like five minutes. Way to fucking go. Uh, as I talked about earlier, dumbbells is a slice of life, gym training, sort of anime manga series. And they have helpful tips in the episodes. Helpful tips of how to do a proper push-up, how to do a proper bench press, how to do a proper squat, how to do all these exercises properly. And it's really a good way to get you invested in learning how to do these exercises a lot better. And when I started going to the gym, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was working out the wrong muscle groups all the time because I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling a burn. I'm feeling a burn in my legs while I do a bench press. And my body is like, why are you using your fucking legs in this equation? What the fuck are you doing, my guy? Uh, So that was kind of the problem is I wasn't learning to use the proper muscle groups. But after watching dumbbells at the time, I said, yeah, I should take this seriously and not just throw around weights and just do whatever because I'm probably doing it wrong and improperly and so I studied up and really got more invested into proper weightlifting techniques and all that and actually eating a better diet like not eating a better diet but eating in a way that would be more beneficial for my muscle growth and then I stopped going to the gym because I got too tired but today to this day right now I'm going back to the gym and I'm still kind of using my foundation for my wellness plan that I'm kind of enacting right now is based off of dumbbells or how heavy the dumbbells you lift which you know is it going to be the best sort of guide for a wellness journey or anything like that no it probably isn't because all bodies are different and some of the things they kind of say in the anime I was unsure of because they say at one point not to stretch before you work out and to do tight stretches to do more dynamic stretches or which I had never heard of before I didn't know what that was so I just ever since then I've just copied what they did in the anime and I don't know if it's proper or anything I'm hoping it is because I've been doing it since then but a lot of the research I've kind of done independently to learn how to uh just lift better and just actually work my body out more started with dumbbells and Man, and just manifesting better sort of uh, habits for my gym workouts has come from dumbbells. And it gives me inspiration because Sakura just is, is she just, she a little chub, but she thinks she can lose the weight. So why can't I lose the weight? I'm definitely a major fucking chub over here. And so dumbbells kind of just helped me get more into taking the gym seriously and saying that this is something I should do. And maybe I could make this into a hobby of mine if I just learn to be more practical and focus on my improvements. And that's kind of what I'm doing today, right today. I'm taking it more seriously and kind of noting my improvements. And it just starts with dumbbells. It starts with dumbbells. So dumbbells really got me into going to the gym seriously. Uh, So thank you, dumbbells. (laughs) Next up 
as far as hobbies that I got into from anime, uh, that is Gunpla, which I did not get into from a regular series. I got into it from Gundam Build Fighters. And now, if you are familiar with the Gundam franchise, you'll know that a lot of it is just mecha. It's mecha stuff. It's political intrigue. It's not just we're fighting robots to fight robots a lot of it is just this political sort of a, this political sort of um storytelling where it's they have invaded upon our coast well they are the freedom of which the, they want the freedom rights of mars how dare they and etc etc so i i didn't think that'd be all that fascinated and audrey actually got me a a gunpla of the main girl or not the main girl but is her name inori i forget her name she's it's gone now from my memory but the the mom from Gundam Bill Fighters because she's just Rinko 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 just absolutely dominated my ludes there for a while and Audrey knew about it so she got me a gunpla of it and I didn't build it because I was like oh this looks like a lot of effort and Audrey even loaned me out her tools and such to build it and I didn't do it but finally we started trying to like hang out with each other more and we started watching anime and we started with Gundam Wing and that's we, we still talk mad shit about Gundam Wing. If it's your favorite Gundam, that's cool and all, but we absolutely both really despised it. And so I, I, I said, well, you know, what are some very good just beginner Gundams? And one list I came to actually said Build Fighters was because it wasn't a politically charged sort of thriller or didn't have any sort of political motivations for the plot. It was just fighty-whitey with the Gundams. And I went in, and yeah, it is a heavy-ass product placement show. Like, heavy fucking handed. Where it's like, this guy has the Zaku Waku Mark II 7 figure. And it's just, oh, wow, that's really cool. What is that? And they're like, it's a premium grade that you can buy right now from Bandai.jco.jp. And so there's really a lot of focus on there of selling things in a slightly underhanded manner not really underhanded by any means because they just show off such cool designs that would be perfect to build and so even the main what the main Gundam the Gundam build whatever Gundam build maximum something like that I cannot remember (laughs) at this point but after seeing it I said I want to build that I want to build all of these 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 Gundams and I want to do it now and I ended up building the little Rinko gunpla that audrey had gotten me and it was fun it was relaxing it was soothing to do and it got me just enraptured in doing more and more and watching more gundam and seeing more gundams that i would want to build and just getting myself deeper and deeper into that hobby space and i think it got it it really helped audrey and i kind of bond a little bit more too because outside of every Outside of video games, we we liked anime, but as you can tell if you're a regular listener to this podcast, we like anime on different levels, and we like video games on different levels, and we enjoy different genres and everything like that. Like, I played Europa 4 because this other game, because Audrey liked it, and it was not always a very great thrill ride for me, and I kind of hated it at some points because it was just so tedious, but Gunpla really helped us become better friends, I feel like talking about the different grades, talking about the Gundams we wanted to watch and the ones we wanted to build and the different things we heard. So Gunpla really just, it, my journey with it starts from Build Fighters, which is just designed to sell it. But it was, I think it's 
and apparently this is not a very uh, common opinion. I think it's one of the best Gundams just because I get so I got so just hung up in a lot of the fights. I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it. I was just so invested with some of these fights and these different models fighting each other. And I've heard other people say that no, it's fairly just very boring and for kids. But hey, I'm a kid at I'm a kid at heart. I got, I got, I got kid energy, you know, and it, it got me into the building, wanting to build these models. And hey, that's pretty cool in and of itself. I, I, I recommend Build Fighters. It, the problem with Build Fighters, just talking about this anime, is that it does kind of lean into you having some pre-exposure to Gundam because there are references to other instant other shows in Gundam. They at one point there's a big reveal about this one character having a Trans Am which if you have not seen Gundam 00 or Gundam 00, Gundam 0 whatever, I Gundam double fucking brain is just absolutely crumbling to dust right now. But if you haven't seen where that's from, then it's kind of lost on you the severity of what's going on in that situation and even sort of the final fight of Gundam Build Fighters is a little bit of it is gone if you have not seen the original Gundam or have no just experience with Gundam lore. So I can't 100% recommend it to you if you're trying to just savor it as a Gundam experience. But if you want to enjoy it as a robot fighter, I think it does the job really well. And it it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's a really great show. So, yeah, and it gets it'll get you into Gumpla, or at least it'll try. Got me into it moving right along is snack collecting i i got really into snack collecting a while there because of Dagashikashi. and Dagashikashi is actually a fun fact the current anime that's airing this season right now call of the night the same mangaka as Dagashikashi, and you can kind of see it in the character designs i i thought it was weird until i looked it up but after seeing it, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I How did I not notice? But Degashikashi is about this character, Hotaru, who is really into just snacks and snacky culture and just loving her Degashi and the stores that are surrounded it, surrounding it. And it's a lot of fun if you're just into that slice of life sort of thing because she's just she's cute. She's cute. She's got big anime titties. She's kind of uniquely designed with her sort of almost gothic Lolita kind of apparel, but then she's got massive anime boobers. So it just ties into being the perfect waifu package. Plus she likes snacks. You know, we, we love a good snacky girl here, I guess. So I, I watched a lot of that. And around the time that that anime was coming out, Snaku, well not Snaku, Snaku does more cultural sort of, um, imported snacks that are not just Dagashi, but there was some other, uh, I don't remember what it was, it might have been Boxu, I cannot remember to this day what service it was, but they were selling bundles of the snacks mentioned from Dagashi Kashi as a bundle like, hey, get your Dagashi right here, enjoy it, same thing that Hotaru eats, you know you want to eat it and you'll, you'll, get, you'll get her waifu love, and I said, well, you know, I, I gotta do that, I gotta spend that money, and so, I bought this pack and I enjoy it and I had a lot of the same snacks she did and I thought it was super fucking cool because here is the thing and this might be a little bit pretentious of me to say or a little bit uncultured just because I don't know I'm not any serious sociological sort of I don't have serious sociological sort of studies under my belt I don't have any sort of experience with like observing cuisine or anything like that so I'm making legitimately making bold declarations this time with no sort of um 
just pre-thought. There's a lot of big difference between American snacks and snacks from around the world in a lot of ways. And that American snacks seem to be more focused on that sugar rush, that uh, sweet, sweet, sweet taste that you can get. Or if you're going for like a chip or something being really savory or salty or having a very defined dynamic, you know, like a very powerful flavor. Meanwhile, I was getting these Japanese snacks. And when I first started really getting into them, I was thinking to myself, oh, I must have gotten a bad snack. The flavor is not really that potent, and it's smaller. And I said, oh, well, it's Japanese. Of course it's smaller because I'm a big, dumb American who needs big 16-ounce soda to wash down with my bucket of popcorn oil. So I, I wasn't that sold on a lot of the flavors. But as I consume more snacks, and this took several years as I was getting really into, like, I would go to a store and there'd be... You know, or I'd go to Asian food stores and there'd be snacks and I'd try new snacks, just try to get myself, you know, more invested with these different flavors. <clears throat> I discovered that, yeah, there's definitely a palate involved with Eastern foods that you don't find with Western foods, where if I'm having a snack as an American, I'm going to want it to be something that entertains my taste buds for a long while and it's going to be in a bigger sort of packaging so I have more of it. Meanwhile, Japanese snacks, even the ones that are more dagashi, you know, more like penny store candy, they seem to be experiences that you're supposed to enjoy in that moment, and it's supposed to not tide you over, tide your hunger over, but just be something fun to experience, if that makes any sense. I think, you know, an American snack is more on the focus of, I need to quell my hunger, while a lot of the Japanese snacks that I've had have been more of just an entertainment for your mouth and tongue, and I like that more because... There's a lot of flavors that I think if they were too long, they'd be hard to maintain. You know, the flavor of like a sakura, like that sort of flowery sort of flavors. I think if you held that out and made it to like a full-on American 18-ounce mega chip bag, it would be really hard to keep me entertained. It would be really weird to taste over and over. But as a small little sweet sample of a treat, it works really well to just keep, to just make me happy which I feel like is the focus of Japanese snacks to just make you happy in that small experience that you can have. And this sort of snackology all started with Takashikashi. And I don't know if it's a great anime. I think I gave it a seven. It's just because Hotaru is just... But it got me into snacks and sort of just eating Japanese snacks, not as a weeb, but as a cultured weeb, and not in that quote-unquote cultured where I'm cultured because my background is anime titties, like actual fucking culture, you know? Like what a normal person would identify as culture. So that sort of starts with Agashikashi, and to this day, as I've mentioned, I still sort of collect snacks and like to try different things and just go into new flavors that I might not have before, and that just starts with Agashikashi. Okay, so finally to just cap off this episode and kind of go to the last thing that I really got invigorated into because of anime. I said this would be a short episode. I really meant it would be a short episode. I am sorry if it's not as long as you might have uh, wanted it to be. But the last thing that I really got into because of an anime is retro gaming. And I got into that via High Score Girl. Uh, now I say I got into high, like I got into retro gaming via high score girl, but what I mean is that I got reinvigorated 
into retro gaming because of High Score Girl. And if you don't know what High Score Girl is, it's probably because you might have seen it on Netflix and be like, oh, hello, CG anime, please get out of here kindly, which is unfair to, to a High Score Girl because I think it really, it really does look, it looks, it looks good in some regards. Uh, but High Score Girl is basically about this kid who just loves playing video games and he loves going to the arcade and playing Street Fighter 2 with Guile and he gets his ass whooped by this girl who doesn't speak named Akira Ono. And he's like, damn, girl got hands. I am very attracted to that to video games, but also Akira might not be the worst thing in the world. And so they kind of bond over video games and playing video games and their interest in video games. And th- But this is a period piece. It's a period piece that takes place in the late Ailey's. The late Ailey's. The year of the alien. The late 80s to the mid 90s or so and so a lot of the games that they're kind of talking about and really discussing and you know that's sort of the modern the modern marvels of technology for them are stuff like the NES the Super NES stuff that is you know now that's like 30 years old and that's pretty wild in all honesty and so I was watching it and I my family as if you did not know I think I've mentioned it is that my family was kind of poor, so I was never, until about, gosh, I think the Wii was like the first one I had that I knew was like the modern game, but we were always at least behind a little bit in regards, because my family just got the stuff that was older, because it was easier for them to get, and my brother had old consoles that I would play as well, and so I was always playing these older games, and I really liked them. I thought that every single game I got, though, I thought was supposed to be a platformer, so... It was like, oh man, this game is a platformer. This game is a platformer. All video games are unequivocally platformers. And that was kind of the mindset I had. But High Score Girl takes me back to a place that feels familiar, but I also had no real involvement in. I can imagine just the arcade scene of the time. I mean, I'm not Japanese, so obviously I can't imagine the exact arcade scene of the time, but I do remember when I was about 13 or 14 going to a skating rink that was in my um, hometown that had a lot of these old games, a lot of old arcade games in them like Revenge of Shinobi and all that because they just didn't update their shit ever. My God, I think they had a Primal Rage, if you remember that. Primal Rage, that game is, that game was so wild that I could just fight as a dinosaur. that, That takes me back. I think they also had Samurai Showdown. I think they did because I remember being really into Samurai Showdown and thinking it was an arcade-only game because I couldn't find it anywhere else. Anyway, to the point, after watching High Score Girl, I really got just hung up on this sort of uh, the video games of that time. And it was all I wanted to play was retro games. It was like (laughs) games with no microtransactions or any sort of just making money for money's sake. It's just all art form. And I kind of just got enraptured in that ideal space that this was a great sort of time for gaming. And, you know, has it hit, has there a lot of hiccups involved with any sort of thing like any sort of time period involving any sort of art? And so I would I'd play a lot of retro games and then I would get kind of bored with them. But I did end up during that brief stint of a period, I did end up buying a lot of things that as a kid I really wanted or that I knew were out there. But I really wanted to play, like I got a bunch of Sega Genesis games because my brother, he was more into Nintendo. So we had all the Nintendo consoles. I never owned anything Sega, but 
because I could finally play what I wanted to play and buy what I wanted to buy. I ended up buying a Sega Genesis and all the Sonic games that are available. I really wanted to buy a, a Sega CD and kind of fashion something so I could play the authentic Sonic CD experience and all that sort of things, but God that was so pricey and so unreasonable to just dive into that and have all these old consoles just to be like, yeah, I got these old games. Now what do I do with them? So I just ended up playing, getting a bunch of Sega Genesis games, Comic Zone. Uh, oh, what were the other ones? Uh, gosh, what Dynamite Heady? Yeah, Dynamite Heady was one I got. Stuff that they didn't necessarily talk about during High School Girl, but these were just sort of the ideals that were in my head, and apparently the ideal was just sega genesis because i never got to play them so they felt extra retro to me because i didn't have experience with them i had a lot of super nintendo and i stuff and i still know where my super nintendo is or at least i think i know where it is and a lot of those games just they don't feel like retro games to me they just feel like games because they still hold the sort of timeless appeal to me but watching high score girl really just took me back to this sort of mentality this sort of era that I wasn't a part of really and truly I was just kind of stuck in it because of my family and their decisions as far as what games we could get so high score girl really took me back in time and then ended up taking my wallet with it because I ended up buying a bunch of just old games old accessories I got a I ended up getting a Sega Dreamcast as well even though they don't talk about Sega Dreamcast to my knowledge although <laughs> Uncle Uncle from Another World, which recently started airing, also has a lot of these sort of Sega references. So uh, maybe I'll get get into a second revival of this sort of mentality again. But it was really interesting to just go back and collect all these things because it was just a different time period and it felt like a different sort of just mindset was involved with making these games. And High Score Girl, if you're not into CG anime, that's perfectly reasonable. I do think that you shouldn't just limit your limit your sort of speculate like limit what you want to watch just because of how something is portrayed to you i don't think cg anime is any less anime i mean that's like saying that you know like 3d animation is less of animation just because it's not cells and stuff it's just a different form of it and cg anime has its place its place is obviously not in berserk or anything like that but cg anime has some some performance to be unraveled onto the audience and it shouldn't just be cast aside as you know oh laziness or anything like that i think cg anime can work perfectly fine if you just look for studios like orange or anything like that or any other studio like that who actually know what they're doing and are actually willing to invest the time to make cg anime actually stand out instead of just a lazy excuse for pumping out some anime but that's just my opinion on it on it and high score girl may not be your thing because it is it's a slice of life is it a slice of life? It's a slice of gamer life. But it really got me back into sort of video gaming and being really interested in the retro games that were past my time and past what my brother wanted to spend. But still, I had a great time going back and exploring these things. And High Score Girl made me, of all the hobbies that I've been talking about, I think, you know, it was the one that made me sink the most money because some of these retro consoles and retro games are fucking astronomical in prices for the sheer reason that they know you want it and there were such limited copies that people are actually letting float around out there i mean for me to pay and i might have been overpaying too because i was just like this seems like a good deal and it has the box but like my copy of sonic 3 was 40 dollars, and that's unfortunate because that was the one sega genesis game i actually got to play 
because my friend had it and I was like, oh damn, this game's so good. Why is it? Why is Sonic so fast? I don't understand. Why am I suddenly thinking that anthro animals are really cool? You know, but thank you, High Score Girl, for making me waste a lot of my money. Technically, High Q should have made me waste more of my money if I had actually gone to a hospital and said, hey, my knee feel funny. But hey, that's Future Mad's problem. In like a couple of years, when they're like, hey, you shattered your knee. Uh, you maybe shouldn't have been trying to fucking jump up in the air or anything like that, my dude. Hey, and when that time comes, when that time comes, I will pay the hospital bill. Actually, I probably will not. I will probably just say, nah, just wrap it up. Just give, give, just give it a kiss. I don't know. Just, I don't want to pay that bill. But of all the things, I think it has, that was the one that definitely made me drop the most money. Even Gunpla, I always bought Gunpla kits on cheap or bought the kits that were within my price range. I never bought any sort of master grades. It was kind of more high grades for me. I think we've talked, I think, I don't know, I don't know what we've talked about anymore, I keep referencing other episodes, like, I'm like, yes, if you remember, like, who has time to listen to all these episodes, there's too many fucking, there's too many fucking episodes, too much, too much aimless talking, and they're probably, I probably talked about it on some stupid episode anyways, but, and there are other, there are a multitude of other anime that got me into hobbies, like one-time purchases, but these five are the ones that really, I think, set me up for further interest down the line, because to this day, in, even including High Score Girl and just the penchant for retro gaming that it sort of in, reinstalled in me, I still will gravitate towards more older inspired games. Not because any of this newer stuff is bad, and I'm not like, oh, back in my day, we didn't have to pay $5 for a new skin. We just had to beat the level on Master Difficulty without losing a single goddamn life to get the skin. So I just, I, I think a lot of these reinstalled just like I said, reinstalled a lot of just new interests in me. Volleyball installed an actual desire to learn about sports and play sports. Working out with the dumbbells, that was something new. And now I'm doing it again because it's just, I got my roommate so invested in it. And there are other things, like I said, I, I don't remember what anime it was that had a lot of light novel-centric sort of characters who talked about light novels. But if I could remember, I'd have to throw that up on this list because now I have just a an excessive amount of light novels just in my closet because I'm like, fuck it, I don't want to read a book anymore. I want pictures all the time. So now I'm more of a manga maniac or a manganiac if you're into the if you're in if you're in the biz. <laughs> um but yeah, those are kind of the things that the anime that really got me into new interests, into new sort of uh hobbies. Snack collecting is a hobby. I collect it in my stomach. It's just unfortunate that uh my stomach won't keep the things I give it and just turns it into poop. So that's again a very shorter episode and it's i'm recording it on sunday guys and i'm really sorry that's gonna be late but i figured that i still have to keep to this i can't just give up and just stop i have to keep have to keep going i can't let a single week slow down without an episode or i'll just quit and i love doing this and i love talking to you guys and i love hanging out and sort of you know getting the vibe on what you got you into what anime got you into not what got you into anime we that's a that's a different discourse isn't it but if you have any sort of interest that came because of anime, I would love to hear them in the Discord on our Instagram. Send me a message on Twitter, anything like that, and just tell me just what anime got you into. Be it video games, like I was talking about, volleyball, a new sport, painting, Blue Period, I guess, could do that for you. Just let me know. Discord, anywhere. I would love to hear from you guys about anything of that nature. And I think we're going to be wrapping up here and just closing out. Thank you guys once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. 
You can go to our website at otakumelancholy.com to see all our past, present, and future episodes, as well as get links to all our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join the Discord to continue the conversation. And if you like this podcast, the best thing you can do to support it is to share it with your friends, family, co-workers, strangers on the bus, people who owe you money, and just everyone else you may meet in your week. Thank you once again for listening. Gambate.